Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Need to Read, You Absolute Legends. I've got the third episode with Siobhan O'Hagan here. 170 odd episodes and three of them with Siobhan and I wouldn't have it any other way. It was a pleasure to have her back on the podcast. We spoke a lot about things that have changed in our lives, things that we've changed our opinions on, including self-help, scumbags like Tony Robbins. Uh, And just a side note here, when I say uh, scumbag or crook or criminal, it is mostly hyperbole, but there is also about a 50% chance that I 100% mean it from the bottom of my heart. So I'll leave that up to you to make your judgments there. We speak about the laptop lifestyle and whether that's sustainable because I personally have made a decision not to move back to Bali now. We chat about angel numbers, uh, which I don't think they're real, but we chat about what people think of them and what they supposedly are, which was quite entertaining. And we have a chat about depression. We have a chat about the UCL study that came out about the chemical imbalance narrative around depression. Talk about the effectiveness of the IAPT, which is a UK-based program for immediate access to psychological therapies, which hasn't turned out as well as they would have liked it to, and the problems with the economics of happiness. Chat about a few books in there, of course, and mainly we're focusing on self-help for the first 20 minutes now just before we get going with this podcast if you are thinking about getting yourself some therapy at the moment if your mental health has taken a dip or if your psychological stresses or ills are becoming a little bit too much for you and you would like the guidance of a professional to reframe certain situations or certain thoughts in your life that are could be getting in the way slash holding you back going to get to therapy will be one of the bravest and probably best decisions that you make in your whole entire life. And you can get it really simply from the comfort of your own home. I know that some of you lot don't like leaving your house. And that's okay. I understand that. The world's a big, scary place. You can get therapy on your laptop, on your phone, with BetterHelp. you get matched with a therapist within 48 hours of completing the application. And on top of that, you get 10% off by being an a need to read listener. So it's pretty much cheaper than most of your face to face therapies. I used to live in London and in London it was 100 and I think 20 pounds for a therapy session. You're going to be paying way less than that with better help and they also have financial aid available and that should be pretty clear to you when you run through the process of where that is on the screen. Should you decide that that's something that you're interested in hats off to you fair play i really it's a brave decision i completely believe that it's one of the bravest things people can do because diving into your psyche can be very very uncomfortable but you can get that with 10 percent off by heading to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read and you can get matched with a therapist and getting matched with a therapist might just be one of the best things you ever do in the description of this episode, which should be pretty easy to find, you'll find links to BetterHelp. You'll find links also to Athletic Greens, should you wish to get some freebies from them, who also sponsor the show. But most importantly, there is a link for my mailing list there. My mailing list is mostly articles nowadays. It's not an email of me saying, hey, how you doing? It's a topic that I'm exploring or doubling down on for a week or so that I think people might find good to know. Hence the name, good to know. The link for that is in the description. I'd love it if you signed up. I'd love any feedback. You can comment on the articles and I'd just love to hear from you. So, please do sign up. Now that you've listened to me bang on for about three minutes, how about you listen to me and Siobhan bang on for about 50 odd minutes? Hey, Siobhan O'Hagan. Hello. Welcome back to A Need to Read. I was going to go full name and I was like, (laughs) what is it? I was like, Ed Cunningham. Yeah. 
It's a need to read. I need to read. That's what I'm going for first. Third time back. Probably. It's definitely more three at this stage, isn't it? No, I think this is number three. Are I think we? we've done one when I first started when we didn't really know each other. Then one when we were living together. And then third one is. After we broke up. After we broke <laughs> up. Yeah. So we are now three podcasts in two years down the line. That's not too bad. That's pretty good. You must have changed quite a bit since since we first spoke, I reckon, because <laughs> when you first came on the podcast, you recommended uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. I was only thinking about that book yesterday and I was like, maybe I'll revisit it. I mean, just because I got, I mean, I'd be curious because obviously I got so much out of it the first time I read it and yeah. I don't know if it was just the point in my life I was in or, you know, it was the first book that I read, you know, and you can tell when someone hasn't read that much when they're like oh my god I love this book I'm like yeah um so I was thinking maybe I, I I think I'd like to read it again and see because it helped me set goals and all that I'm like oh maybe I need that kind of kick up the arse like you gave me the first time um but I don't know then I'm like it's a big book to waste a lot of time on if it's not gonna help me yeah there's um something I read in Oliver Bertman's book The Antidote have you read that or... no oh, what's this other one the, the... 4,000 weeks yeah, yeah 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 I liked that um, Very apt. Do you know when we pick up a book at the right time? Yeah. Go on. I think it's, uh, the right time would be for everyone to pick up 4,000 Weeks because it's the best book ever. Um, but in The Antidote, he speaks about Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and a bunch of other these like big like master coach gurus who all talk about setting goals with the Yale study of goals. Does that yeah. come up in the book? Tell me more. So the Yale study of goals is uh, apparently people who set goals, like 95% of people will like achieve them if they set them and they write them yeah. down. And this is something that he, Tony Robbins talks about is like seminar, seminars that cost like three grand to go to. Yeah. Um, the Yale study of goals doesn't exist. Oh. So they, it never actually happened, but the, the claims were that it happened in like 1958. And Oliver Bertman rang up Yale and was like, oh, I'd love to talk about this study that you did. And they're like, not us, mate. Oh. So it, it was it was completely fabricated. Um, the reason the reason I asked about that is because I think you're kind of getting disillusioned with self help in the same way that I. Maybe. I don't know if I'm if I'm disillusioned. I mean, I don't know <laughs> to the same extreme as you, but um, like even just what you say there, I'm like, you know, it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of questioned. I'm like, to what harm? You know, if if he did make up this thing and it, you know, motivated people to you know, do things and, you know, you wonder, I mean, I hate, I, I do hate inauthenticity and I, I think I always talk about that. I'm like, I just hate people pretending to be, you know, what they're not or, or just making stuff up, especially trying to sell things to people. Yeah. Um, And I so thought that's maybe what's happening here. Like maybe you made that up to inspire people. But then again, if it's not doing any harm, do we need, I don't know what I don't know what the, what the right thing. I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah. But I'm like looking back. I'm like you know if if someone is like, well, I did all this because I believed that existed, and now yeah. look at my life, and I'm like, yeah, fair. It's called the uh, survivorship bias of the like when when something works for someone, but it's it's not like can be applied across like culturally. Yeah. When it just happens that one person, they're like, yeah, but it worked for me. So it's like, okay, well, that's the survivorship bias. Okay. Then um, I David to... Grimes the other day. Yeah, I was going to say, I need to remember that one because that is the big thing with, um, you know, this whole journey that I've been on. You know, like I 
would have read Tony Robbins' book and been like, oh my God, look at all these things I've achieved because I read this book. Yeah. And I think everyone else needs to be as happy as me. So everyone just go read it. And, you know, with some NLP, you'll be able to do anything you want. Um, and I suppose just over the years, I've opened my eyes a bit and, you know, like looked at different. And like we always talk about that one thing. We, or it was a meme I saw one day. And I was like, is, did I manifest it or was it privilege? And that like hit me in the gut. I was like, oh my God. And, you know, it's, it's tricky. If you feel triggered by something yeah, like that, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, maybe that's because it's true. Yeah. Um, I remember having a very good conversation about privilege with you. Yes. And yeah. you denied it. But again, this yeah. time, it's good to learn. And it's bad. Re- remind gone. me of that. Cause I, I, I can't remember. But then, I do. Is, it's not made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You've talked about it. Definitely. <laughs> I can't really remember, but like, I, I think you need, I think you were going through, like, you'd loads of shit going on, you know, like all this. And I was talking about how, I don't even know what kind of privilege I was talking about, but you were like, Probably what British. if, you know, um, yeah, it could have been, I don't know, it could have been anything. But I think your point was, my life is so shit at the moment. Like, why do I have to, you know, like you were kind of yeah. seeing as, priv- you know, privilege is like, you should be lucky or, you know, like yeah. that kind of using air quotes. You know, I think that was your argument going like, I don't feel privileged because I've got this going on, I've got this going on. And my point is like, I know, but I can't remember how I explained it, but I remember at the time thinking you're really ignorant, but yeah, I I was. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, I didn't even know what the word privilege was two years ago, I'd say. Yeah. It's weird. It's like fish in a tank, don't know they're swimming in water. And that's kind of like me not really recognizing privilege. Like I'm a white man. I'm yeah. straight. The only thing that's like a on the privileged scale that's not great is like a little bit of mental illness here and there. But yeah. you know, who can't handle a little bit of mental illness? I know, and like even that Lots of people, by the way. I mean it's tough. Yeah, I know. I mean <laughs> I that thing I don't know. I haven't I've luckily never suffered, but that's what I think I needed to realise. Like I needed to realise all these things that like I'm I'd be like, you know, oh, just believe in yourself or you know, work hard, achieve anything. And yeah. then I'm like, Oh wait, what if you're not you know, if you don't have loads of followers on Instagram, you can't just believe in yourself. And maybe, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say I have it too much, but you know, what's, what is it like? Pretty privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm like, yeah, it definitely is easier to sell things if you're prettier. Yeah. If you don't look like the elephant man, things like that's a privilege. Um, And just acknowledging that. But also, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like, you don't want to wallow in it too. And you also don't want to take away from people's achievements either. Mm. You know, like, worked hard I've worked very hard um and I mean I just think I, I'm more careful about telling people like you can do whatever you want yeah and I think I have you in the back of my head all the time like, <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> yeah like you know even especially when we're talking about manifesting and stuff it's like so tell me what did the children in Ghana do wrong yeah. with the manifesting you know and yeah. I I don't know and like I, I always think like I'm raining on people's parades by saying it but I and I, I think I'm a little bit more careful about it. You know, I'm like, if they're not doing any harm, if someone believes it, that's fine. It's yeah. it's when you're placing guilt on people for what they have or haven't achieved because of what they've believed or what energy they've put out or that's where I find a problem with it. You know, yeah. like illness, you know, there is, you know, there's obviously some some controlling factors you can have in your life with illness and but there's a lot that you can't and I think even listen to David Grimes talking about cancer and I think it was 
you know, something like, completely pick, picking this figure out this guy, something like 90% is like uncontrollable, 10% is controllable. So you can't start saying, oh, you, because of your unhealthy lifestyle. And that's not even like manifest, you know, like you can't say that the choices you've made in life have led to this. Yeah. Um, And I think people need to realise that because I, 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 again, people are sharing those messages online. I don't think, like obviously they're not doing it in a harmful way. They're not doing it. It's in not any, evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Either. it's just, I think it's just ignorance and which is fair, but I think we need to be careful how we deliver that message or like just, you know, I mean, I when want, you say we, do you mean specifically me? <laughs> no, me as well. I mean, like I've talked to people, and like, especially in Bali, of course, you've got so many people who, you know, who Lunatics. genuinely believe, no, no, <laughs> no. um, just people who, you know, believe, have different beliefs to me, which is, yeah. I'd always respect it. Um, it's when, you know, they're starting to make, try and charge people for mm. things that don't exist. Yeah. Um, that's where I start having a problem with it. Or if they, again, if it's inauthentic, if, I don't know, I'm just a lot more careful. As long as, as I said, if it's, you know, if they're not causing any harm, I'm like, should we just? Yeah. Let it be. And I always think when talking about for you in particular, because I think you can drive yourself mad if you're trying to fix everything. You know, if yeah. you're trying to, you know, I see a lot of people who are very well read, you know, have a lot of knowledge and they are, you know, almost driving. I can see getting frustrated with the state of the world and the state of social media. And I'm like, God, yeah, it's actually, I'd love to go back to that time where I just and I don't even mean me because I'm not that yeah. well read like I feel like I'm, I'm sitting in that little middle part where I'm like wow this you know isn't the world great <laughs> and then you know I read a book and I'm like oh right yeah that's all going on is it um but I I don't know what the right way to deal with it is you know like I think I would worry about like your mental health people other people's mental health that are taking on all of the world's problems and I think yeah. there has to be a point where you look after yourself first. Like that, and it's probably a little bit, that does sound selfish when I say it out loud. But you know, like putting your mental health first before taking yeah. on the world's problems that you can't control. Yes. I think the the idea behind that is really good. But I'd like, I'm, maybe I'll have to recommend you like a, a few other books I might ease you into. <laughs> you're like, I remember, I'm, you're like <laughs> I remember I was as ignorant as you. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> No, not at all. But just I, I think we're meant to know about this, and it's meant to be frustrating, and it's meant to be overwhelming because that's what forces action in some way. So, like I, I've been learning a lot about ethics that like we're speaking about. So next year, because I, I can't afford to pay my tax right now, I've wasn't very good with my savings. I need to pay my tax from next year. I'm going to give ten percent of my income away. Um, of whatever that is, so whether that's a lot of income or a little income, which is probably the more likely scenario, ten um, percent of that will go towards I think the like top ten most effective charities. A lot of them to do with like malaria medication and like malaria nets for sub-Saharan Africa, and that's like the most effective way that you can give your money to the people who need it most in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting because like, I always wonder with and obviously you know they give a lot of money to different things, mm. but you never know. What is the most effective way to do it? Um, have, have you read Altruism? Effective Altruism? No, it's just called Altruism. The Science of Psychology and Kindness. Uh, no, but I don't really believe in altruism. Ooh. Well, that's the whole book about, is about. It's, yeah. quest, it's, it's questioning 
is it possible well, to be truly altruistic? Yeah. What did it come up with? What did it say? I can't remember. I read it a while ago. Well, I mean, they kind of show it. And actually, I really loved that chapter about al- the altruism in animals. Like, okay. you know, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. like the, the lions doing things for each other. And I'm like, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's the, the argument. It's like, it, can you ever be truly altruistic? You know, yeah. like if you're doing, if you're giving something away or you're giving money away, is there a bit of you that's doing it because you want to feel good or you want to feel like you're saving the world? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder if there are like, so, so the idea of effective altruism was um, come up with it by this guy, Will McCaskill. He's like a philosopher at Oxford. And he just wanted to know, like, what is the, what is the responsibility of people in the rich countries to those in the most impoverished countries? Like, our responsibility to them would be like, maybe we make their life not suck as much. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying that like their life sucks on the whole, because like sometimes they'll probably have a good time. But generally, it's better to have like a, safe place to live like safe drinking water yeah not getting malaria is probably like a quite a high priority um so what is the responsibility of us to them and yeah the only way really like we can help them the most effective way to help would be to just give money because it's like money money is what they need um and 10 percent of your income is like i think there are some like religious communities i think in islam that's um from like encouraged to give yeah. 10% of your income away to charity and um, I could be making that up I don't think I am though um so yeah this, this is what these philosophers do and I like the idea because yeah. I think that way I mean that's interesting I don't have to worry about giving money to like a charity that it's just it's, it's one of those kind of like bullshit charities well I that's something I really struggle with is no matter how much you give away, there's obviously still people who need it more. Mm. Like I even, and Sinead's great for this, like obviously just giving to charity. But when yeah. we're in Dublin, she says like, you need to go to ATM, get cash so that if you meet anyone homeless, give them cash. Yeah. And like, she's made me really good. Like, I mean, she's made, she's encouraged me to do it. So like, I, yeah. and I remember last time I was there and, you know, a woman came along, I was just sitting having a coffee and I just gave her 20 euro. And then, and of course, then you were like, you feel great about yourself. You know, you're like, oh, I'm so, such a great person. And then you walk around the corner and there's another woman there and she was like, do you have any money? And I was like, I actually don't. You know, you're just like, I wish I did have, like I just, that was all my cash. And I was like, gave yeah. it to one woman and I was like feeling great. And I was like, there's, no matter how much you give, there's always going to be more uh, or more people that need it. But what you were talking there about, um, I suppose in rich countries or poorer countries, that's something that when I was leaving Bali was something that wasn't sitting well with me. Mm. You know, I'm going to look back in a few years and be like, you know, we are completely like taking advantage of the economy there you know that's something it's, and it's it's deep but and I, I used to obviously there's other arguments that you know obviously being there and employing people and giving you know spending lots of money and obviously especially during the pandemic we were paying like they, were, they weren't even they were, they were doing special offers and we were like paying loads more you know tipping loads trying to help yeah. so there's the argument that like no it's better to be there like you were helped when in a time that you can't um but there's also yeah, like, you know, when you have someone doing your laundry for cheap and I, I, I don't really talk about it online because I'm like, this doesn't sit that well with me. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because that's like one of the main reasons that I'm not going to go back to Bali. Like, I, I'll probably go for a holiday at some point yeah, to like see the people that I know and like there. But, but I'm here. Yes. Well, people at Bali MMA. So just Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically just Andrew. Shout out, Andrew. <laughs> Miss you and love you. Um, Because... The, the way I have now got it in my head, it's like the Russian oligarchs moving into London, buying up all the property, making it more expensive, driving the prices up and coming in with loads of cash more than any of the locals have. 
Uh, people and, in London have a lot of cash. And not yet, yeah, people. Well, London's terrible for it. Um, like money, it's one of the money laundering capitals of the world. Did you know that? I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> you can feel the wealth. Yeah, yeah. It's very different here to Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the, that in my head. It's like Russian, like billionaires coming into London, driving up the price, buying up loads of property, not really paying any tax, dodging tax. Jeff Bezos having Amazon in every country, dodging tax. Me paying like a couple hundred quid for a business visa with Bali and not actually paying tax there because I was earning money in the UK. Yeah. And it's, I, I feel really bad about that now because, well, I feel like that's kind of, maybe I should feel bad about that because it's like there's 290 million people in, in Indonesia all spread across these islands and some of them are so poor. I know. Like, and like we were, did a lot of, like, especially during the pandemic, you know, like we were giving a lot of money mm. to these charities to feed Bali, and but then it's still like I don't know where you draw a line. Like you just keep giving, and then and then also at the same time, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but it's it, it's just something I started thinking about, and it just didn't really sit well with me. I think that's that's a good thing to have happened, though. I guess because like. At some point, it had to because I think you were thinking about like the laptop lifestyle was no longer going to be sustainable. For yeah, you like my values environment. Yeah, your your values essentially have like shifted. Yeah, yeah. Who would have known? Who would have thought that? A eh? go back to the first step, the first first time on your podcast. I'm like, all I just want to do is travel. Yeah, and now I'm like, if I see someone on Hinge, it's like I need someone to travel with. I'm like, not me. <laughs> Done. I've completed it. Yeah, but I think um, that's just growing up, right? Like. It, yeah, no, I didn't think that would happen. I thought I'd miss. I feel like missed that boat. I thought, you know, everyone's like, "You're gonna grow up." I'm like, "No, no, I'm, I'm grown up. I just never want this life." Um, but here we are, sitting in my apartment and, in bloody London, in I, Clapham Common. Do you want to give my full address? <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, yeah, it's it, it, like I might talk about that a little bit, but it was, I yeah, I had an existential crisis watching Skinny Gaz's video. Shout yeah. out to Skinny Gaz. Skinny, not listening. Skinny um, Gaz. Maybe he should listen. Yeah, he's he's a, another person very well, you know, who I'd really respect. Who reads a lot. Yeah, um, is really really smart. You know, reads a lot of philosophy and poses a lot of questions. And that's what this video was. It was just like, you know, is the laptop lifestyle lifestyle sustainable? And I, I mean, sustainable as in, can you get purpose and meaning yeah. from being constantly on holidays? Is your life good? Yeah, and I would have always said, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, I wake up every day, I'm really happy, I do what I want, really happy, no stress, like, is this not the perfect life? Yeah. Well, I don't know, watching that video, then I was like, I had to walk along the beach, I was going through, like, I don't know what I'm th- doing now, like, questioning everything, looking at couples and kids, and like, is that where the meaning of life is? Or, you know, like, what's next for me? Yeah. You know, like, what am I trying to achieve? Like, I don't want more money, more, like, what, more, what, more freedom? I was like, I'm... Maybe the meaning of life is in relationships with your family, friends, and mm. even in Bali, it's so transient. You know, people come and go, you know. Um, so, yeah, then then did some breath work, yeah. which um, helped me. I suppose just, it's almost like you can look at it as a very spiritual way or you can look at it as, you know, deep down, just having space to think and ask your subconscious yeah, what is the right thing to do. Because I think deep down I knew that I wanted more stability I don't know if I knew I don't know anyway I just came out of the breath work I was like right moving to London no but before that I had yeah before that I was thinking about values and I was like I've always been happy with my life decisions because I've made them based off 
my values. And I'm yeah. like, once you're making value-based decisions, it's easier to accept things. You know, like I've always Until accepted. change. Yeah. <laughs> like I've always accepted that I never needed or that I would never have, you know, a bookshelf because I was like, mm. no, I'm going to, tra- I'm, I want to travel. So like that's, I'm never going to have the perfect bookshelf with all my favorite books. I mean, that's just an example because we're talking about um, But then I kind of questioned it. I was like, what if your values change? Or what if your values are keeping you away from life experiences? For example, if someone is, say someone values security and stability and they don't travel, they don't get to experience different cultures or things like this. Um, and then I was the other way around. I was like, what if, you know, I don't get to experience love and having children because I've always valued the freedom and happiness? Um, not that they're mutually exclusive. Um, so, yeah, then I was like, why not just give it a go? And I got so excited about just getting an apartment and just doing all the things I haven't been doing the last couple yeah. of years. Like, um, and, yeah, it's only been a couple of, what, what maybe two months? I don't, but I feel like it's the right thing right now for me. Yeah, that's good. Who would have known? I mean, Yeah, well, I feel like that's a, you did the right thing. It's like when your values started shifting... You made a decision based off that. Yeah, yeah. I think and, that's what people. Yeah, have and to I think do. it's been open to it and been open to saying that my values yeah. are changing. You know, people are like, "You thought you, you said you'd never do that." And I had to do a full YouTube video kind of oh, expressing so my thoughts. Um, but again, if people, you know, it's, I would probably be the same. I, even though I used to get annoyed when people left Bali to go home to Ireland, yeah. like, idiots. I remember, <laughs> I remember Claire and, and Niall booked their flights, and yeah. I was like, not speaking to her. Yeah, how dare you leave? Like this is the perfect life. Why would you possibly want to do anything else? Yeah, and I was kind of forgetting that. Yeah, there are different ways to live life. That certainty of like that. To be fair, living by your values does give you this kind of like sense of certainty. Yeah, but you can never really be too certain. And it also, but I mean, there's no, there is no right way to live. I think that's no. the main thing. You know, there's going to be like you're going to miss out on something in life, whatever you decide to do. So it's going to again practice and acceptance around that. Yeah, or, or just. Trying to squeeze it all in. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Oliver Berkman. Welcome to oh, the yeah. chat. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, like, I listened to his book the week I came to London. And uh, at the end, it literally has this whole chapter on, like, laptop lifestyle and all this. And I was like, wow, timing. Yeah. If I listened to that two weeks ago, I would have been like, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then, so, right, enough about London. Sorry to abruptly end that. I think that's really nice that you've made the decision. I'm really happy, happy for you, but that's I am really happy for you. Um, but we've talk- we've spoken about being being happy for you for uh, for a while before the podcast. What else have you been reading recently? Or have you actually? Let's let's get, stick on the topic of changing your mind. Have you changed your mind on anything else that you have read, or in the process of changing your mind of something? Um, like the, with spirituality and stuff. You know, I look back at the power of now and a new earth and I'm like, do I still re- recommend them? Mm. And I think I do. Okay. I think the meaning, like, I, again, you can be just become so nihilistic if you don't think there's any meaning to life. And I don't, yeah. I mean, I can, the more I learn, obviously, the closer I get to those kind of conclusions. And then I'm like, no, I want, I don't want to lose the magic that I See, but the magic's in the everyday. I'm not sure if you're serious or not. No, no, no. I'm being, no, I'm being, I'm being so serious. And then, like, you every day get given an opportunity to like try and make something meaningful. It doesn't even have to be that meaningful, but it's like it just is an all right way to spend the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, even things being meaningful, I think, is kind of an illusion that's been 
set to us, right? I know, like, but then I'm like, I, I liked <laughs> thinking that you know that everything happens for a reason, or yeah. you know what what what's for you won't pass you. And I'm like, no, but it actually will if you don't actually yeah. do something about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, but then I'm like, is it isn't it a much nicer way to go about your day thinking like that? But it's not a truth. But does it? The thing is, and this is this is where I get confused, or not confused, but this is where I get conflict. Maybe I'm like. Would it be better to think like that and be happy or to be worried that if I mess up this opportunity, this might actually be the last time? Instead of going, oh, if it's for you, won't pass you. As in, if I mess this up, it's yeah. it's not my own fault. You know, everyone thinks, oh, it's, it's obviously not meant for you. I, I don't know. It's, maybe that's like quite a nice mindset to have, to be like, right, if something has passed and it's not meant for you, but you get to make that decision because like, no one's actually... No one's sitting anywhere saying like this is what Shimon's meant to do. I know. Or like this is this is what you're meant to do. It's just like everything's a series of cause and effect. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and that thing I know it. I'm almost like putting my fingers in my ears, like because I like being around spiritual people. That yeah. it's, as long as it's not again, as long as it's it's. As long as I don't have an explanation for it, you know, like, yeah, yeah. even though, like, I know you say cause and effect, I'm like, yeah, I know. But, you know, things like, you know, I might see the number 222, which yeah. I always think is, then I'm like, you know, I see a lot. Of, like, I, I, how many numbers do I actually see throughout the day? And then I'm like, oh, wow, two, two, two. Because, I mean, that's obviously confirmation bias. Yeah. Or like that, that's the magic number that shows itself to me. But I would. But what's that meant to mean? Two, two, two. I don't know. It just... I did actually, I, I printed these, not printed these out, but like I got them on my phone the other day, all the angel numbers. Um, because <laughs> I mean, the number 222 for me was, I remember just working in a smoothie shop and that number kept coming up on the receipt all the time. And then I was like, Well, something that on there like two me. euros 22. Yeah. But I was like, This number is haunting me. But this is before I knew about like angel numbers or anything like that. I was just like, This number is following me everywhere. And then I just decided to, um, decided to like make it my number but then everyone's like oh my god that's my angel number and i was like what do you mean angel number no this is just a number that explain to me what an angel number is then i have what? no idea I don't know you have no know. idea i don't even... it's i don't know it's your angels talking to you i don't know okay i've got them here two 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 means the right one so whenever you see that number i repeat whenever you see that number you're in the right place in the right time you trust in what you want don't think of things you don't want when you see this number so do not, next time you see that, think of cancer. Um, Jesus. I, no, see, when you're reading that, I'm like, that's actually really nice Like to think. And I, I started, not started, but I did, when I was doing the breath work in Valley, like we were, you know, pulling cards. And yeah. I've all, like, I would have been so sceptical of stuff like this. I'm like, mm, yeah. But the way I see it, it's almost like reading the Daily Stoic, where it's mm. just like a nice message to get you thinking about things. Like, I'm trying to think, I can't think of any examples. I might say something like, you know, this card means, I don't know, you're going through a tough time and there's, yeah. but it's going to be better, right? Yeah. Which is just a nice thought. If you are, like, I think it's beneficial yeah. if you're having a terrible time. Like, I, I, I don't think it's harmful in any way. So I'm like, let, you know, let me take that nice message and run with it. Yeah. But then it's like, when, what about when it, you see the number five 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 ha 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 yeah it's good thai food um so the change a change is occurring the universe is moving things around when you see this number five 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 
I mean, again, everything's always very generic, so everything fits with everything. But again, I'd like there's no harm in that, you know. Like if if yeah. if you like to make take these meanings, but what go for about it. for the people that it is harmful? Like with that one, what would be harmful? Change is coming. Five, five, five. Changes occur in the universe. Is moving things around when you see this number. It's like that's not actually. It's not true though like someone might be in an abusive relationship be heading home see it's 5.55 and at 6 o'clock they're about to get like punched in the face like because these I, this, I, things, I, I, this, I think, like, this happens very, yeah like, like this this happens a lot oh, right yeah where you're just um, and that person might like at 5.55 like oh my god things are moving things are changing like maybe I'm finally going to get a bit of respite from this person who I live with who abuses me and then 6 o'clock comes and after they've seen the 5.55 and then they get Showered at, abused, punched, whatever, something terrible. But because they've seen that, they they like they maybe had five minutes of thinking, "Oh, good things are coming." But is that not better than not thinking it for those five minutes? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't mean, think knowing something like being. Conf- I think having. Um, meaning putting some sort of meaning on pain and suffering I think yeah. is beneficial for people's mental health whether it's true or not okay I mean that's a very bold statement I feel like I should yeah. have viewed it in my head before that's alright no 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 because no one's going to hold yeah. it to that this isn't a podcast that people can clip up and use a sound only of don't worry about it um, I disagree but I'd like to I'd like to hear your I mean obviously there's horrific things happening in the world and to find meaning in it is just a good like solace of yeah to find meaning in the suffering victor frankl the the thing i find difficult about stuff like that now is like so victor frankl wrote what was the book called uh man search oh yeah, yeah yeah so he obviously wrote that in auschwitz like had really pretty terrible time um in concentration camps because they were not place, nice places to be but there were six million other people who didn't write that book whose experience was terrible in the yeah, in the same yeah. way but like so my that question doesn't is like mean that does, it's the right way to think or that it's no but my um theory then is like is it not like he left say with a peaceful mind yeah so is it not beneficial to find meaning in suffering if you can't control the suffering if you can't control the suffering so I mean on the other end of the scale you know there's things where I'm like don't be like oh what you know what's for what's for you won't pass you if you yeah, actually yeah. can take action you know yeah, like okay. th- th- those kind of things but like if I think it is nice to have this idea that of I mean I don't really like the term the universe but I think there's a natural kind of flow to the world I don't know I'm not, I don't know but I feel like there is something else yeah that science can't explain okay but that's probably just because I haven't read enough yet. No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone's read enough science to know if there's anything that science can't explain. Because there's probably quite a few things yeah. um, that science can't explain. I just think when it comes to like pain and suffering and like talking about meaning in it, it's like there's just not meaning in everything. Like I know. I know. The thing is, I know, I know, I know that deep down. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I, it's almost like I know, but. I'd like to think there is. I get it. I like, and I'm sure people can do whatever they want in their like personal 
understanding of suffering and people people have to get by right like life is pretty fucking tough for everybody and you have to come up with different ways to cope but to like i don't know if it's insulting to the people who like are just like having a really terrible time they're like yeah there's meaning in this it's like find me the meaning in yeah starving or like find me the meaning in almost dying yeah yeah and i think and it's like it's great because it's like maybe you have meaning in your life maybe it's white privilege yeah yeah <laughs> no i know and but, i mean the and, meme, obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean there is it is a case of like ignorance is bliss um yeah. and i don't know how many times i've said that on but you know i've seen people who are blissfully happy yeah because they believe that you know everything in their life is happening for a reason i'm so jealous i yeah, and that doesn't mean like so. I think their mental health will be better because of their belief system. So, but why, it is a little bit like psychotic, kind of. But I mean, it, so this is my question: it's like, what point do we keep questioning, or what? Why do we stop some thinking like that? If they're trying to sell it, yeah. And if it's, I think, I think that's the thing. Is because it. The the reason that I even bother to like poke fun at this kind of stuff or like try and like I'm trying to make sense of it in my mind is because the people who are drawn to it are not mentally well for the for the majority right and maybe it works for twenty percent of them and like those twenty percent of the people will like message whoever's helped them and, and then that'll be like great like marketing for that Just person else, yeah. but there's eighty percent of people like who it hasn't worked for at all. Who, who like, who won't want to be, who, who basically internalise that that failure yeah. to say something is wrong with them because it's so similar methods. to fitness. Like, yeah. So I just mean, you know, like it's the same. Yeah. Like you know, you'll have people who do these crazy transformations. They're promised, and they they're, they're like, oh my god, do you want to get shredded in six weeks? Like, look yeah. at this person who has sign up. Then when they inevitably can't do it because it's not really possible without extreme. Then they internalize it. But like, there's something wrong with me. I can't keep to this diet. I'm, you know, I'm, a te- I'm just, you know, I, I can't lose weight. I'm, a ba- oh, I don't know, whatever. They're doing you know, all this negative self-talk. And, and it's the same with, that's, I mean, it's the same with people making money off these belief systems. You know, like that's yeah. where I would, I would take umbrage with. Yes. Um, did I already use that word on this podcast? No, no, was that it was, before? It was, it was okay. before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's people. I, yeah, especially when it comes to, I mean, I just think of people in Bali, you know, it's a lot of people who come there are very lost, looking for answers, looking for meaning in life. And then people are like, oh, look at this. I can sell you yeah. the meaning of life. In, I, I, I will go out on a limb here and say that I think those people are scumbags. Of course. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, that, that's your opinion. That's my opinion, of course. That's Ed's opinion. Um, My opinion. My, Not to be associated but, with Siobhan. But I... Hope I think, and it's probably my own naivety, that they are doing it from a good place. They genuinely believe that they are going to help these people. I hope. But there's a. But then there's like the coaches. Then the, coaches. All right. So then, so that's a sin of omission because if they just challenge themselves just to think that little bit more critically, which yeah. anyone in a position of like mentorship should be doing, they should be diligent. They should be like. That's one of the reasons like I can't forgive myself for having a CBD sponsor of the podcast for like maybe 15 of my 170 episodes because now I've found out the CBD is not very effective. But that's I, not your fault. But I should have been more diligent. Like, I wasn't really looking for any kind of evidence on the 
like to I mean to, to um like placebo effect yeah. is real. Yeah. If you found it beneficial. I don't even know if I did now because I can't really remember. Like, uh, can anyone remember how they like really felt like seven months ago or like or anything like that or a year ago? I can't actually remember if that was true or the reason. Um, they, they, so here's an interesting theory for you. I feel like I've only asked you two questions, but it's nice to have you on for a chat. <laughs> um, my theory is that I don't know if books save my mental health as much as I think they did. And this is something I've been tr- trying to come to terms with quite recently. I absolutely know I have benefited from things that I have read in books and have been like pulled out of dark place from books. But I obviously know loads of techniques now of how not to be sad. I know all of this stuff. Like I've read hundreds of books. Like the most depressed I've ever been was like probably January this year. I was in Mexico on a beach, like reading stuff that like is, is meant to like pull you out of I was reading like Seneca which is like one of my favourite books I remember I, I recorded the Seneca episode and I cried in it because I'd just been so emotional just everything was just like I was just a bit fucked because that happens yeah, yeah. right um, I mean is that could that be like it's not it's my mind it's physical <laughs> I mean like you know is it is a chemical thing going on in your head no no no, no. so that's um, that's actually recently been disproved as a um as like a psychiatric drugs for like boosting your serotonin and SSRI. So they've recently, a study's come out of UCL, it's done a meta-analysis of like loads of studies and they've basically said that depression is probably not caused by an imbalance of chemicals. Okay. Because like when I first got depressed, my mum was like, oh, it's an imbalance of chemicals because like that was the narrative that used to be around. Um, whereas now they're like, oh, we don't really know. Interesting. Again. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a good book called Sedated which is about how modern capitalism has created our mental health crisis. It talks about psychiatry. Um, so interesting fact for you, you know, uh, uh, all around the UK, there are these like instant access to psychological therapies, IAPT centres. Um, and they do like CBT, they do like Greek group CBT. When I left the Marines, I went to a CBT like group thing and I was just sat there with a bunch of old people and I hated it and I was so against any kind of psychological help. But I went there and I went for one session and then I left. So on their statistics, that would go down as someone like who it hasn't worked for. The IAPT had been skewing the statistics to say that their recovery rates were like over 50% or like over 40%, I think it was. When in reality, they were only at like 23%. When people recover from depression at about 20%, like 20% of people will recover from depression without any kind of like intervention. So you can't say whether these CBT mm. sessions were like causal of them getting better um there's there's like no actual link um, yeah and this this is i'm working on understanding this completely but basically there's a lot that goes into like the economics of happiness so like 40 percent of positive psychology studies have um like political implications where people can put policies into place when you judge a country off its happiness index, which is like the gross happiness index, like people love talking about that. David Cameron um, brought that into the UK and spoke about it loads. Um, the greater the wealth inequality in countries, the greater like the um, happiness index. So something isn't right it the there. other way around. I so thought, it's like I thought the greater the inequality. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that, that, I suppose it does make sense. Um, so that was from a book called Manufacturing Happy Citizens. 
which is a pretty depressing read, um, oh, if I'm honest. But uh, where was I? But I explain that what the so the greater the inequality. Uh, so there was a woman who studied it and basically found like across across quite a few countries, the greater the like income gap or like the wealth inequality, the better they performed on like the gross happiness index or, or those kind of metrics, which just goes to show like as society, wherever you live, like putting happiness as like the ultimate value is pretty stupid. Um, not stupid, sorry, I say stupid and it sounds mean. It's not great. <laughs> um, it's not a great measure of and people success. Who, I don't know, how do you measure success in a country? Like, it's, is it's, how happy they are? Yeah, but that's like, is how happy someone is. Well, I mean, are they happy? Great? I mean, what's the moral and ethical implications of that happiness? Like, what, like, there are, I'm sure there are quite a lot of happy people around, like, Narrowly Bone and all of those places in London. I maybe said that wrong. Um, but they're not probably ethical people, right? So, like, what's the cost of the happiness? But I mean, surely the happiness index takes in the whole country. It's aggregate. So it'll be like oh okay so same there's with, a like, lot of very vote. happy people yeah so like same same with the Brexit vote right there's forty nine percent of the country or like forty nine point something who are gutted that we've like the UK have left Europe um but fifty one percent were like cool with that so there's forty nine percent of people who are pretty miffed fifty one percent of people are happy happy we'll go with the fifty one percent it's like that majority rule it's like it doesn't take into account the the people at the bottom who are like really really suffering okay i'm quite a marxist now i've told you about this uh, i'm not yeah. fully marxist because i haven't actually read any Karl marx but i'm 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 a sourdough socialist sourdough socialist explain <laughs> um so it, i don't really know much about politics now you're gonna uh, lose me. the way i understand it is basically we all kind of like an equal distribution of wealth um like things like universal basic income would be quite nice to see um to like alleviate suffering for like the poorest people in in the country and and I guess around the world, um, the only problem is socialism hasn't really done that well. Where whenever it's been like implemented before, and it's just an alternative to capitalism. And I'm just a bit of a anti-capitalism person nowadays. Which yeah, is, uh, it, it's it's an unexpected turn of events. I didn't <laughs> think this was going to happen. If I'm being completely honest, um, but I basically just want people to share their money with like poor people. Check. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's so. Wait, it sounds smart. I don't even know, like um, when I because I, I always I, again ignorance is bliss. When I was thinking about um, politics and everything, you know, I was always like, oh, I don't, I don't care about politics. You know, years yeah. ago, and I'm like, oh, that's privilege. Like to, to yeah. be in a position where you don't need to care about politics. Yeah, because, you know, ignorance basically. And we need um, collective action. And again, yeah. So then I started. It's funny because it, it's you know started with like self help books and psychology, then like sociology, and then I'm like oh that's where politics is actually important you know yeah. and i actually find it interesting now like even just reading utopia for realists and stuff like that i'm like oh god there's like do you read barack obama's um, yeah, yeah. autobiography i was like there's, it's actually there's so many you know it's so complicated yeah. and you know we're all just sitting back going oh idiots or like can't believe they did that and i'm like well we there's so much to consider i actually don't know why anyone would get into politics i think you have um, to be a sociopath or just re feel really strongly about it, make, helping change. Like, I wouldn't be surprised now if you went into politics because... No, I've done I, too much in my life, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I think, I don't know, like, I, I, there is no answers. And I think this, you can sit around chatting about on podcasts, the best, the best way to 
lived or rule the world or live your life and I just don't think there is a perfect answer and I think that's why there's so much conflict in the world yeah and I don't know nobody's right nobody's right I'd love to be right I think it's one of the things I I don't think you'd even accept if you were right like no I don't know anything (laughs) uh no that's not true I feel like when I've got when I've got a firm position on something I really do think I'm right and I it's one thing I don't really like about myself that much like I have a I have this need not to consider myself as silly, stupid, and I can't listen. It just drives me. So, like, you know, that's the one thing I've realised is, like, I'm obsessed with reading, right, and I'm obsessed with learning stuff. Why? I know it's not, like, that damaging, but, like, why am I obsessed with it? Yeah. What's wrong yeah. with me? I mean, I, like, I, mean <laughs> I do like the curiosity. Like, I love learning, as I said, going on this different path. Like... There's so many. Bo- I was getting bored of reading because I was reading the same kind of stuff, and it was all just rehashed yeah. versions of like Tony Robbins books. Um, and now like history and stuff. Like yeah, and also I have. I have started reading history, philosophy, and it really does make me think. But then it's really not that interesting to talk about then online. I mean, you know, like without context. I'm not like I think. Hey, here's a page from Christopher Hitchens' book. And yeah, he's he's provocative though. He like. Have you read his book? Is it called Essays or something? There's like a essays. load. I've got. All, I've got. I picked it up in the airport yesterday, but it was very big. So then I was like, I might just put it on the Kindle so that I don't find I it as intimidating. That's on Kindle as Kindle Unlimited, I think. Mm. There's quite there's quite a few of his stuff. Um, what have I read of his Hitch 22, his memoir, I read. I listened to actually that one. Um, just because... I, I like to listen to memoirs. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I feel like because he reads it as well, you get quite a lot out of him. But, but Christopher Hitchens is a... Uh, I love him, basically. Mm. <laughs> him and Sam Harris uh, I've put them on such a pedestal even though Christopher Hitchens is dead rest in peace yeah I realised that when I finished his book yeah that's sad isn't it it is sad because you know well, it's not really that sad is it it's, people do that is it I know but he doesn't he's, he's <laughs> you know obviously he's so atheist like doesn't believe in anything so you know he's just gone yeah or is he yeah probably okay I reckon with that. So. <laughs> I um yeah is he gone yeah, <laughs> see, this is why I can't be so sure. I wish yeah. I was an agnostic, but I'm not so firmly um, an atheist. I think it actually causes quite a few issues. I've had like arguments with people at parties about like. Remind their, me to go to a party with you. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to because I I'll just talk to people about this kind of stuff, which apparently people quite like find quite interesting. I did have an argument with a girl at a party because I was talking about religion and she was telling me about how her someone got loads out of it and i was like ah ha ha survivorship bias Um, whip that one out yeah whip that one out um and especially around the time like if i'm doing research on something then i'm really into a topic and it's best just not to talk to me about it because my thoughts are scattered but like i'm firm in my position is really it's it's not a nice place to be like trying to work something out whilst also like having it in your head just inches away from being worked out trying to talk about that can't remember when i've ever felt like that (laughs) i'm just like i don't know anything um all right then and you said about philosophy you read the existentialist cafe yeah did you like it i mean i listened to it so i didn't get deep into it so it was more i was kind of half paying attention um so like you know they talk about some theories and i'm like yeah i didn't think of like that but then it made me I mean, I feel like it's like an introductory. Now you pick your philosopher to go read after listening to that. Yeah. Which I have not done yet. Okay. I'd recommend not Jean-Paul Sartre because it's... In fact, 
most people from the Extensions Cafe, if you read their work, it like it will be really, really hard. What was her name? Simone de Beauvoir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to read her. The Second Sex. Yeah. It's like 800 pages. It's heavy. I'll just put it on the Kindle and then yeah. I don't notice. Because <laughs> I, I, I said to that, I was like, once I've read The Second Sex, like, I'm going to be the best feminist I know. I said it to my sister, like, to annoy her. It's uh, it works. But basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. At oh, you haven't read it, yet? and I'll just be walking up to people in the street, like, "Oh, have you um, have you read uh, Simone de Beauvoir's The Second Sex? Yeah. It's one of like the first pieces of feminist literature. It I was banned in several <laughs> countries. It's still banned by the Vatican for uh, promoting lesbianism. Apparently, yeah. that's that's what I found out in my research about uh, religion. Um, okay, so I what was I going to say then? Oh no. Not like you'd have nothing to say. I know. What do you want to talk about, Siobhan? Nothing. I feel like I've gone very deep there and like my brain's empty now. Is it? Well, we can... I don't mind a 40-minute, 50-minute episode. I'm sure people will be sick of us by now. No. What have you got We've been cancelled by now. <laughs> I hope not. No. Um, what have I got coming up? Not much. Launching my my protein gear next week um but otherwise i just wanted to stay in my apartment and read and work and have picnics in the common and be an adult for a while that sounds pretty good how long do you reckon it'll last i don't know maybe until this will be my first winter so we'll see how how i last when uh it's very cold outside and i yeah. won't be having picnics so i'll be sitting here on the couch still and raging <laughs> i think winter in london does kind of suck a little bit I know. So I've got I've got Abu Dhabi in the middle of like in November, and then Christmas. And like I can't wait to be here for Christmas. Yeah. Christmas tree. Going to go to the markets and stuff. Like that's just you don't get Christmas. Get a winter wonderland. Yeah, I don't know what that British. is, but it sounds lovely. <laughs> it's basically like if you're 18, you take your girlfriend there and go ice skating. Well, oh. that's exactly what I did. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. So basically, get yourself an 18 year old boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm past that. I told you, I'm grown up now. You are. Um, Thank you so much for coming on, Siobhan. Thanks for having me again. That was really, really nice. Third time lucky. I'd love to see how different it is to the rest of <laughs> It'll be very, very different. Yo, thank you very much for listening. You absolute heroes. It was uh, it was lovely to chat with Siobhan. I, I really enjoyed that episode. So I hope you also enjoyed it. Uh, of course, if like I said, if I said anyone was a scumbag or a crook, of course, it may well be hyperbole. I could not actually mean it, but I could also mean it from the bottom of my heart. So I'll let you figure that one out. I think you're all legends for listening. If you'd like to share it, I'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out anything in the description, there's BetterHelp for Therapy, Athletic Greens for your all-in-one green shake, or you can sign up to my mailing list and have a look at what I'm writing. Because I think things are about to get a little bit better in the writing front. But that's just a prediction. I don't actually know anything. You can make the decision up. But only if you sign up. You see where this is going. Love you, bye.